When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. At the dawn of the 21st century, Michael Fatley, the Lord of the Dance, created a beautiful film of incalculable cultural value, an action-packed remake of the old classic Casablanca for the modern age. For reasons unconfirmed, the film has yet to be released to the general public, but by trawling through the deepest parts of the dark web and Mr. Flatley's bins, we found enough of the script to bring it to you as it was originally intended. This is Michael Flatley's Blackbird, as told by the Bootsy Boys. Looking for something worth dying for. Dancing hot sex man, adventure romance. He will kick several Nazis and get in your pants. He's got two guns, looks young for his age. He's the fucking In a world where infamous Austrian artist Adolf Hitler never killed himself, the Second World War rages still. On the brink of total defeat in 1945, Hitler escaped to Argentina and became Mega Hitler. Perhaps even Cyber Hitler. Now under his cybernetic leadership, the Nazis have returned and this time they're really bad. The old alliances have reformed, and the Vichy government is once again in control of French Morocco and the city of Casablanca. Imagine Casablanca from the 1940s film Casablanca. In fact, that's where it's set, in Casablanca. Here, desperate Europeans are still trying to use bureaucratic loopholes to escape Nazi rule and make it to America, where one day... Underdog Celtic dancers might capture the soul of a people crying out for a fusion of Irish and contemporary dance. That may come later, in a freer world. But for now, we find ourselves in Mick's Bar and Lounge, home of sexy parties and the spirit of resistance. Amidst the crowd of boozy patrons, we see the suave yet shady Chief of Police impatiently checking his watch. Mama, where is that man? It's not like him to be late. Wait just one moment. Is that... tapping? In a dizzying whirl of feet and chest sweat, Mick emerges. He youthfully glides across the floor with the silky smoothness of a man unburdened by his true age. Remarkable. Tremendous footwork as always, Mick. Looks like things haven't changed much since your days as a famous dancer, when you captured the soul of a people crying out for a fusion of Irish and contemporary dance. Why, I recall once when you were... Get on with it, Chief. I have a long night ahead of me. No time to recount each of the many times I've been impressive in public, which is a lot. Very well, then. I'm here to warn you, Meek. An old friend of yours is in town. They are... An old friend, huh? 
Are they here to catch a show or a headache? Mick is full of excellent singers like these. They're really easy for me to think of. I mean, for Mick to think of. He's great at singers. Be quiet and listen to me, Mick. I simply wish to warn you not to help your old friend in what is sure to be a very noble but futile anti-Nazi scheme. SS General Markov is here visiting the garçon today. He's very interested in meeting you, Mick. In fact, he'll be here to do so any minute. Meeting me? Why? Did I sleep with his sister? Another example of Mick's razor-sharp wit, but also it's perfectly possible that he did sleep with the general's sister. Mick's sex life is as far-reaching as it is celebrated. You can ask him yourself, Mick. Here he comes now. General Meyerkopf of the German High Command arrives with an aide. As they are shown to their seats, they remove their coats to reveal swastika armbands. They're Nazis, all right. Ah, the illustrious Mr. Mick. Won't you join us for drinks? Ha 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 ha. Perhaps some of your local strudel? Fine. One drink. But make it quick. No more strudel talk, Meyerkopf. This is a family joint. You cheating. Tis a point. Tis a point, then. Our files tell us you used to be in the CIA, Mr. Mick. Distinguished service against the German Reich during the 60s when things were just a little weird. Forgive me, but your former vocation seems troubling to our very Nazi operation here. I wouldn't worry about it, General. I'm just a bar owner these days. Lately, the hardest battles I've fought involved reaching the highest bottles on the shelf. Or in getting a beautiful woman into bed. The three laugh, knowing full well that a man like Mick would never have trouble seducing a beautiful woman. Be that as it may, Mr. Mick, I am also aware that some old friends might try to recruit you into a dashing caper of some sort. You are well known to be a good man who will get involved in other people's struggles to assist them, often at great personal risk to yourself. General, I'm not much of an altruist. Unexpectedly, Mick's pianist and occasional sidekick Sam arrives, looking like he might share something relevant to the conversation. Mick, uh, I'm sorry to bother you, but that unwashed bunch of orphans you rescued from that burning library? They're just outside. They wanted to thank you for saving them, and for building them a new library with no burnt books inside it at all. Jesus, Sam, can't you see him in the middle of something here? The door swings open to reveal a bunch of shivering rag children made entirely of tragedy and misplaced hope. Mr. Mick, sir, we wanted to thank you for saving us from that library. We gave it all we have. It's one shoe, and we decided you should have it. For God's sake, Sam, just give these Dickensian kids some free cocktails and send them on their way. I'm busy. The children are provided with white Russians for calcium, and the door is gently shut on their appreciative little faces. Not much of an altruist, then? I owed them a favor. Look, General, by the time this old friend blows out of town, I'll still be here in my bar, cracking wise. Be that as it may, Mr. Mick, I... In the corner of his eye, Mick sees a beautiful woman crying at the bar and knows that he must selflessly assist her in whatever way he can. But if sex is on the table, it's a welcome bonus. I have an urgent matter to attend to. Gentlemen, do excuse me. 
But Mr. Mick... Good evening, General. Mick makes for the bar, but the woman has already left, like they all do in the end. Beaten, Mick decides to soothe his woes by standing seductively at the bar, brooding on his exciting past and uncertain future. Next week on the Bootsy Boys Blackbird, an old flame reignites a long-lost passion. Hello, Mick. Uncertain foes. It certainly is good to not be a Nazi, wink wink. And the promise of what's to come. Two guns? At once? There's only one man who could pull it off. All this and more in episode two of the Bootsy Boys, Michael Flatley's Blackbird. The Bootsy Boys, Michael Flatley's Blackbird is a Headstuff production presented by Mob Theatre Dublin. The show was written by the Bootsy Boys, directed by Mikey Fleming, edited by Michael Sullivan, and performed by Edwin Salmon and Finbar Doyle, featuring the Bootsy Boys. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Bootsy Boys, and if you'd like to support our podcast endeavours and access the forbidden spice of bonus content, consider becoming a member of Headstuff Plus at headstuffpodcasts.com. And lastly, if you liked the podcast, be sure to share it with every single person you've ever met in your life. See you next time. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 